In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated Rob, the music. Rob, Rob, Ex- hold up, Rob, hold up. <laughs> Again? This is excellent. This is excellent energy. Keep up the good work. That's all I want to get oh, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. I just thought about how funny that was again. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From the year 2000, this is album 64, Stankonia by Outkast. Um, guys, did you know that this, uh, that big boy is actually a nickname referring to a calcium buildup in the urinary track? Oh God. What? 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 Yeah. This album was almost named uh, kidney stonia. Oh no. Okay. Let's turn on the radio. Welcome to K-Rod. K-Rod. We all got that friend who's going on a date to meet the ladies. Oh, no. But it doesn't mean he doesn't need some help. What? Russell's advice corner. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Russell is asking. How do you feel? (laughs) Russell is our friend, a single guy, asking us for a piece of advice. Russell is asking... Would this appeal? Yes. If I did this on my second date, would this impress or would she stay away? He has all sorts of questions to his co-host. Which one of these dates do you think women would enjoy the most? Can I pay for a date with a gift card at a restaurant? Do I have to go on a walk if it's not what I want? She's getting hit on by the hot bartender. When I go out of town, can I still use my Tinder? I need to tell her it's my language of love. What do I do if my date swears way too much? When we go out, do I always have to pay them? What's the appropriate amount of time till I text back? Now I have a date and she wants to get some coffee. Can I just go and order a a chocolate? What (laughs) do should be playing when I open up her car door? Oh, no, there's only one bench in this museum, so she's sitting on the floor. Oh, yeah, baby, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I like so much. I don't like that, Rob. about me. Russell is asking, how does he increase his sex appeal? Yes. Russell's asking advice for all his dates. We're three guys who absolutely cannot relate. Russell is asking... How do we feel? He can't speak the language of a foreigner. He should go sit in the advice of coroner. Oh! When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just just too too lazy to look look it up up online. online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Jack. Beck did it better. Welcome to Beck did it better. Uh, my name's Rob, and nobody is as cool as me. I keep it fresh, and I keep this podcast so clean. <laughs> I love these bros. And now I want to introduce my co-host. First of all, I've got uh, Mr. Daddy, a.k.a. Big Daddy, a.k.a. Doctor of the Inflatables, a.k.a. Owner of a Bunch of Extension Cords, a.k.a. Yes. Don't Call Me Your Pal, I'm Your Dad. It's Matt from Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Rob, Daddy Fat Stacks, B-O-G-B-O-I. Yes. So happy to be here. Yes. yes. Next up, I've got the Doctor of Drinks, a.k.a. Mr. Flying in First Class, a.k.a. The Single Guy, a.k.a. Owner of the Advice Corner, a.k.a. Big <laughs> oh, Dick, yeah. but in a weird it. way. It's Russell from it. Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I hear that Mother Nature is now on birth control. You think she's looking for a schlubby, mediocre bartender to hold? <laughs> Seriously, Mother Nature, she's single. Oh my god, this episode's gonna be horrible, but great at all at the same time. Russ is out there humping a gopher hole in his yard. 
What? Uh, and now I've got the California man, a.k.a. the weird guy, a.k.a. actually a perv, a.k.a. Dr. Jack off the oh, feet, a.k.a. AKA Mr. Hide My Browser when my wife comes to the garage, a.k.a. Yes. the candy man, a.k.a. the handyman, a.k.a. the handy part is about him jacking <laughs> off of the tent, a.k.a. normal sized dick but tiny balls, his dick actually looks big, a.k.a. Mr. Frittatas is how he gets his porn on lies because he sees free tatas. It's Aaron from California. Aaron, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, That's Rob. an introduction. Don't be so selfish. Put it in your pelvis. Oh, oh. I just want to restate that Aaron likes frittatas because that's how he gets his porn free tatas. All right, let's get into the voicemails. <laughs> so stupid. You can kiss my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. The dumb. God, the listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. Dumbest of the dumb. Uh, first up, we have a text message. This is a follow up to our naughty t shirt talk. Okay? How do you text the Beck's line, Rob? They can text at 802 277 Beck. And if they text this week, there's a good chance they're going to get replies because that's what I've been doing lately. All oh, right. No. They Wait, love you it. you text these people back? Oh, yeah. The dumbest of the dumb? Yeah, you I text you, them back. You engage in conversation with them. Yep, they love it. They definitely oh, aren't no. weirded out by uh, thinking that they're just texting nobody. And instead, there's a human man with human emotions. Okay? And gray balls. <laughs> Follow up to the inappropriate export free t-shirt. His dad lived in Ankeny. So maybe oh, no. Aaron has a secret collection of similar T-shirts. So, Aaron, it turns out <laughs> the guy who had, and I, I think it was a free breathalyzer, blow here, arrow down. That guy's dad was from Ankeny. Okay. Oh, really? Maybe he got yes. him in the strawberry patch out there off of Delaware. They got a lot of good Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Patch. I got like you pointed with your thumb. Like, we're all like looking behind me, like, Delaware, over there. <laughs> over the strawberry patch. All right. It was like State Street. No, sorry, not Delaware. It was other direction. It was off of State Street. Still oh, wow. in business, okay. the strawberry patch. Oh, well, let me update my Google Maps. Yep, you got it. Reminder, don't kick Aaron off podcast. Uh, so, Aaron, what is the strawberry patch in Ankeny? It's a place where you got your dirty shirts. Like, uh, it's a, uh, you know, honestly, they probably didn't have that many dirty t shirts. Maybe it was like, I bet it was like a behind the counter kind of thing. No, it was like, it was like where when your softball team was getting jerseys printed up, you went and did them at the strawberry patch. Or, you know, it was like, oh, baseball season, you're going to get your number on the back. It's the, you know, you can take them out to the strawberry patch and they get it done for you. So this, but we just found out that this gentleman was from Ankeny, the dad of the, oh my God, the story. Okay. So the guy comes into the hot tub repair shop or wherever this lady was working. Right. And he's got, I think it was a hot tub repair shop. If I remember. And then he's got a, he has broken up with her. Right. And he's like, here's how I picture it. He's at the hot tub. They're at the hot tub repair shop. Somebody's going, listen, this hot tub doesn't work for shit. I brought it in. Can you fix it? And they're looking at it. They're like, I don't know. We could take a look at it, but this is a, we're backed up. We got hot tubs all over the place. Uh, and this boyfriend comes and goes, baby, please, I need you back. And meanwhile, he's wearing a breathalyzer, uh, free breathalyzer blow here with arrows pointed down uh, to his genitals, implying oral sex. Uh, and then he says, oh, okay, you're going to break up with me. Well, better go visit my dad in Ankeny. And then he drives there. Yeah, honestly, you know what? I'm, I shouldn't have dragged the strawberry patch through the mud on that one. That was probably purchased somewhere closer to like, say, Dell out off of Highway 69. That wasn't really, that's not really an Ankeny style nice. t-shirt. You probably had to go outside of town for that. Yeah, Ankeny has a no dirty t-shirt uh, rule. Somebody did text us, by the way, a pair of boxers that say release the Kraken on them. Oh, I like that. I was thinking that would be so much pressure, wouldn't it? It would be like, <laughs> 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 instead of like, is this a pencil eraser? You know, something like yeah, that. Like, like it's, it's <laughs> the crack. Kind of like, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but we made it this far. We might as well keep going. Like it yeah. isn't a lot to fit on a pair of boxers, but <laughs> we also got a voicemail and guess what? It's a recent voicemail from Joe Buck. Yeah. Try to guess if this person is drunk or not. Okay. <laughs> 
I have a question. This is Krista. Oh. Does it make it easier to record your songs for before the episode when your shirt is off? Does it make it easier or harder? That's all I'm wondering. To record okay, the bye. parodies? If the... Bye. Yeah, so uh, Matt tonight was out to dinner with uh, said guest on the show or said uh, super fan of the show. He Kirsty. gave me a... Yeah, he gave me a, dumb, he gave me a no, FaceTime no, no, no. call. Dumb, dumb shit said said dumb shit listener. He gave me a FaceTime call, so of course I picked up because I was like, "Oh, a FaceTime call! This must be an absolute emergency." Uh, and like with so many podcast interactions, they saw me with my shirt off and said, "Oh my god, why is your shirt off?" And I'm like, "Well, it's ten o'clock in my house. Like, I I can kind of do what I want." And then I told them, "Hey, I'm working on a parody song. Do you want to hear it?" And they were kind of like, "No." And then that was it. That was the whole conversation. <laughs> that has to be a bummer for you, Rob. You had to be super excited thinking they were going to be pumped to hear your parody song. And then when they said that had to be ki- killer for you, didn't it? I, I have high expectations because every time I play my parody songs, you guys laugh your ass off. Like you guys think that's it's true. so funny. And then I play it for other people and they're like, who's Russell? What's the advice corner? I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. You need to only listen to uh, 68 episodes before this one to understand <laughs> what the hell I'm talking about. And start at episode zero. It's fantastic. I did go down a huge rabbit hole though, Russell, when you said, oh, go listen to the Christmas uh, introduction song and see if you laugh, laugh your ass off. And sure enough, I did right away. I laughed my ass off. Public service announcement to all of our listeners. Go back, listen to the Christmas episode, the first four minutes. 12 days of the terrible podcast feed. It's a great parody song. <laughs> Check it out. So then I listened to that and I listened to a couple of other intro songs and it, and I just thought to myself, well, I'm not doing nearly as well now. What I'm doing now is not as good as these. <laughs> and then I got depressed again. So thank you so much. Even listening to like stuff I'm proud of. I was like, well, I'm actually garbage. This is no good. So. Oh, sad. <laughs> oh, no. That's my life. Listening. So are you guys not going to comment on the fact that I'm not wearing a shirt now? Have I ever recorded without a shirt on like this? Almost every other time, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Fairly too often. Yep. Wait, did I spill a couple pieces of pepperoni on here? Nope. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, (laughs) What? Aaron, I was talking about my nipples. All right, let's get into everybody's favorite part of the podcast. It's rolling going. Is it time? It's time. Hey, man. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's Vader time. It's Vader time. It's time. What time is it? It's 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 Vader time. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Rob, you mentioned going to the advice corner. Guys, I need advice on multiple parts of my life. Get I need to go to the corner. Get to the corner. I decided to hit the sound clips faster. There's a lot of like downtime corner. when I'm looking for the oh, clips. Yeah. So I'm just going to hit them as soon as I think you want to hear them. Okay. Rob, sometimes I use silence All I to emphasize do- is make love. To oh, you. I thought you wanted that one. That's my bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, every time I put my hand up, I want to hear that one again. Wait, did you want it? Did you say that you wanted to hear uh, a great Beavis and Butthead impression? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I isolated this from last week's episode. <laughs> How are you supposed to do a Beavis and Butthead impression? Let's hear yours. Well, let's hear it. Here we go. Let's, let's hear, hear it, Rob. What time it is. He said six pence. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Matt, is that good or what? Okay, but wait a minute. That's I, excellent. I want you to hear Russ's Beavis impression at the end of this. Listen to this All Beavis right. impression. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Isn't that a Beavis impression? They laughed differently. They didn't laugh the same. That's true. <laughs> but it wasn't like. <laughs> it's true. They are two well, what do you think it was? <laughs> what was your impression of it? Fire, fire. I actually only did the impression of the neighbor. 
Oh, you boys whacking it in my trailer. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, this wasn't even funny like 15 years ago. When I, at 15, I'm sorry, I meant 30 years ago when I did it at first. So I apologize. Russell, what's your rolling going? Speaking of acts that were, were famous 30 years ago, Matt, I don't know if you're going this Sunday night, but the Rolling yep. Stones are in town and they're going to U.S. Bank Stadium. And I needed to get advice from you guys on the right way to go to a concert. Matt, you go to concerts a lot. Aaron, you've been to a bunch. Rob, you've been to a bunch of them. You guys have been to more than me, so I need to get your advice on how do you go to a concert. My first question was, when I'm looking at the ticket prices, they're just insanely priced <laughs> for the lower deck. Like, you've got to pay three, four, five hundred $500 if you yeah. want to sit in the lower deck. So the question is, is it worth it to pay all that money to sit in the lower deck? Or can you pay like the 80 and sit way up in the nosebleeds at a football stadium for a concert? I will answer that. At U.S. Bank Stadium specifically, sitting up in anything that is a two or three in front of it. And as far as a section, just forget about it. There is no acoustics in that place. It is horrible. Uh-uh. You need to sit lower. You need to sit as low as you can. And as close to the stage, which has the speakers on either side of it. There's some speakers behind you. You absolutely need to sit on. And I'll tell you, I don't know if you've been watching Russell, but I've been watching hourly. how these <laughs> tickets are going because they were three ninety six for like the best seats with fees then, or without fees. Uh, without fees. Yeah. And yeah. so then, you know, I mean, you know, add another 70 bucks to that. 396. It's super expensive. There's so many seats remaining, right? The, the tickets can only go back down. Well, in the last, at, at about six o'clock this evening, some of the sections, about half the sections that were 396, went down to 246. So just wait it out, Russell. Did you realize you're talking to the rain man of ticket sales over here? Yeah, like, I, I kind of figured that's why <laughs> I brought it up. About, about, two high, hours too before, high, too about two hours before the concert. So when is the optimal time to buy tickets for a concert? Two hours before? How many people are you going with? How many tickets do you need to buy? Under three. Under three. So <laughs> okay, so more than one. Uh, more than one, but not one, but I under guess. three. Somewhere in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes the difference in how much you pay to go to a concert right. if you're buying one if or multiple going, tickets, right? If you're going under three but over one, okay. yes. you wait till about two hours before. If you're going with under two but over zero, mm-hmm. then I would wait till about five minutes before that thing shuts off. I can and tell you, you can find a good- my daughter and I went to get Harry Styles tickets outside of Madison Square Garden. So we just went and sat outside here, Madison Square Garden. And everybody, you know, it was kind of fun because everybody was dressed up going in. And then the scalpers came out and my daughter's like, what's going on? I was like, oh, these guys have fake paper tickets. And sure enough, we saw somebody buy some and then try to get in, get denied. And then the cops came looking for whoever sold it to him. My daughter was horrified that people, she's like, what? You can't do, you can't just sell fake tickets. And I go, yeah, this is a good lesson. You cannot just go down to Madison Square Garden and buy tickets. They can't get in with the fake tickets. I said, nope. And we can't get in either because these are too expensive. So let's get a slice of pizza and go home. She's like, oh, no. You took your daughter to the concert. Hoping yeah. she was going to get in, then you said we can't go, and you left. Yep, cheapest ticket was three hundred and fifty dollars, Russell. And she doesn't hate you forever for that. No, what? No, I, I, because I said there's a there's a ten percent chance we're getting in. There's almost oh. no way. Is that okay? She Daddy said, yep. Fat Stacks denied his daughter going into. Guys, I am not paying seven hundred dollars to see fucking Harry Styles. I I barely know <laughs> one of his songs. Rob knows her love language is quality time. So as long as she's hanging out with Rob, she's good. He, he yeah. can take her anywhere. Any kind yeah. of disappointment, she'll deal with it as long as she gets to hang out with Rob. He knows that. Yeah. He's a super. And it dad. was fun outside when I said to the crowd, oh my God, there's Harry Styles. And everybody ran and then it, I laughed, <laughs> you know. 
I, I need some more advice from you guys. So now I got it figured out. I got to wait for two hours before if I get dumped right before the concert, I can mm-hmm. wait till five minutes before the concert. And then I purchase tickets. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to write this down. Right. I got to figure it out. So the next question I have is there has been a change in restaurants. Now, a lot of restaurants charge what's called a service fee. If you guys go out oh. to eat or you go out to a drink, restaurants now charge a service fee. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of them do this. Normally, I just ignore it. I just tip on top of it. I don't even think about it. But the other night, I went out for a a nice dinner, and there was this service fee tacked on 22%, and it specifically says, this is not a gratuity, but it goes directly to the staff to provide whatever sort of wage. And so then I had this moment. I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to do? Are you supposed to tip on top of the service fee? Do you provide no tip or do you provide a smaller tip? What do you, you tip, tip if because those restaurants are lying? They are 100% telling lies. So you should What do you tip. mean? They're not giving that money to the staff. It's happened many times. There's hundreds of news stories about restaurants who were charging service fees and then they get sued over wage theft because they weren't actually paying that to their employees. So you can't trust restaurants. They're yeah. shady business. Well, I love restaurants. I love food, but they're shady business. So they're lying. You got to tip. And you can ask a lot of Aaron's ex-girlfriends about what they think about a little tip. You know, they don't like because they work in the service business. <laughs> oh. is what I mean. And they don't Jesus. like it. You know, it's no good. <laughs> Matt, you used to run a restaurant. Did you ever charge these service fees? No. Different times. I mean, you know, I, I think of it as they have to, they just have to have these if they're going to stay open. Right. I mean, and like provide health insurance and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, that that's just the times are in, right? And I don't know. I, I just, it's not fun. It doesn't feel good to be paying these things. But at the same time, I, I'm like, I'm like uh, Aaron. I love going to restaurants. And if that's the price to to get in right now, then that's what we've got to do. I don't know. We're, we're really at the yeah. stage where if you go somewhere and you think something's going to cost a hundred bucks, it's really going to cost with tip. Service fee, tax, almost two hundred. Right? It's almost like you're buying. It's like you're buying uh, Rolling Stones tickets. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) You just. Yeah. I mean, you can't save money unless you stay home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about picking a fight and not having to bring someone else to this concert just so it's a little cheaper. That happened to me, Russell, when I was going to climb Mount Everest. I got there and they and they called they they charged me a whole bunch of extra Sherpas fees. Sherpa's fees. Okay, so Aaron walked away from the Zoom. He was the only one. Wait till he comes back here. Sorry, I had to check. Uh, there's a leak in my garage roof. I had to make sure my bucket is in the right place. Okay, well, you can pull your pants back up. Okay, you don't need to take a leak in your garage right now. Different so we're, we're doing a podcast for God's sakes. Uh, did you hear that, Aaron? I said Sherpa's fees. I heard uh, it. Yes. Oh shit! My last piece of- <laughs> <laughs> so, so desperate for laughs. <laughs> I'll, I'll provide them. Rob, was that a Sherpa fee joke that I missed or not? Is, Sherpa it, fee? is this a Sherpa oh. fee? Podcast? Russell loves it. Listen to this. Sherpa oh. fees. He thinks it's so funny. Oh. <laughs> is it? Oh, that really gets me there. The last thing I had to ask you guys, when you go to restaurants, are you dessert guys? You always have to get a dessert. I know, Rob, you, you're an ice cream guy. That's all you can have. But you guys get dessert. <laughs> And then the question is, have you ever been to a nice restaurant that has mini donuts on the menu as a dessert? And would you get them in that situation? Oh, wow. 100%. I have been to a restaurant with uh, mini donuts and 100%. I have gotten them with some chocolate. They have different dipping sauces, usually like a little chocolate dipping sauce. Yum, yum, yum. Love mini donuts. 
the fact that you do, you do kind of have to wonder, like paying fifteen dollars when I'm like, I'm kind of used to like two dollars for a bag. Fee. <laughs> Plus service fee. I'm kind of used to paying like two dollars for a bag at the fair where I can wash them yes. and flipped into the oil. But okay, whatever. That's what I thought. I was like, I don't think we should get mini donuts at some fancy restaurant. You could get these anywhere. Then. <laughs> Then the waiter that I probably under tip now, now that I know the rule about service fees, he brought us out uh, an order of mini donuts just on the house. And they were Whoa. amazing. Mini and donuts are great no matter where you go. I can tell you the number one I problem, agree. not the number one problem in my marriage right now, uh, but it's up there is Cup that 12. Jenny has gone dessert crazy. Okay. When we go out to restaurants now, she will order at a minimum two desserts. And once we were out, the four of us, okay, me, two little kids my wife, she ordered four desserts. There were four desserts on the menu. She could not decide which ones she wanted. So she ordered all of them. It was obscene. Okay. And of course, everybody looks at me as the big guy, like, Oh, four desserts. I'm like, I don't want any desserts. I don't want This is my wife. She has lost her mind. And then when she has like a bite of each, she's like, Oh, these are so good. I'm like, this was like an extra hundred dollars. These four desserts. What are we doing? Plus service fee. I'm generally not a dessert guy. I'll, I will typically uh, just have another whiskey instead of having a dessert. But uh, I would make a I would make an exception for the mini donuts if I went somewhere that had mini donuts. Do you I'd really not get those. desserts? No, not usually. Yeah, usually. What? Have a what about appetizers or drink instead? Well, yeah. I mean, depending on how hungry I am. Are you rocking appetizers or desserts? If you have a choice, you got to have one for the rest of your life. You can't have the other. Which one are you picking? Oh, appetizers. I'm a savory guy. Like I would do pizza over sweets any, any time. Matt is pizza an appetizer. He just said pizza is an appetizer. What the fuck is he talking pizza, about? Pizza can be an appetizer yeah. or yes. dessert. Oh, you just oh, lost your goddamn mind. It all just depends oh, on you know, what kind of evening we're talking about here. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like real loser talk. It's like, well, better have a pizza. Ooh, appetizer. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, what are you, appetizer or dessert guy? Um, I'm, you know, a, a little bit of both, I guess. You know, like I, I think I would prefer an appetizer, but you know, those one or two times out of every 10 times you go out to dinner that you get a dessert, man, that's pretty darn good. You know, we were talking about this, like, you know, like the 27 layer cake. I mean, you could have like four bites of that. Yeah, you can right? don't have to eat 27 habit. layers. You can have like seven I know. layers. Can I, can, I do like four, can I do three or four layers, please? You know, that's all I want. I'm going to speak for our audience when I say that you guys are fucking morons. You would choose what? appetizers over desserts. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. What? Oh, I love deep fried shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Give me a cake. Give me some ice cream. And oh, some more ice cream. ice cream. Here we go yeah, again. I'm oh, just right. telling you, yeah, I would much rather. I mean, what's the best appetizer that you guys think? What's the number one A tier appetizer you think about it every time? And I know Russ is going to say pork belly, but what are you guys going to say? It's got to be a terrible charcuterie board, right? It's got to be a bunch of fucking <laughs> nice. nuts and ham and cheese on yeah. a plate, on a wood plate. Put, put some olives on there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Nice. Maybe some jelly. Spreads. Yeah, a couple of spreads. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to go with the I'm going to I'm going to go with the the deep fried. I like samosas. Samosas with like a nice curry dipping sauce. That's the best appetizer. That's not fair that you say samosas and then I say it's bad and then I look really bad saying that. That is so not fair. That's actually culturally insensitive against me who wants to rip on samosas, okay? That's terrible that you would put me in this position. I'm outraged, Darren. And you're going to compare those things that you just said to like a great banana cream pudding with some Nilla wafers in there? Ooh, Oh, give me that wafers. right now. I didn't realize we were talking about Nilla wafers. Now I'm yeah. Oh, guess what? You can't have any because you said no to desserts and that's the decision you made in my uh, scenario that I made shoot. up. Idiot, dumbass. <laughs> I've never actually been this mad at you guys on the podcast as I am now that you guys would rather have appetizers than desserts. Hey, Rob, Rob, look at me. 
I get the appetizer and the dessert. Well, yeah, friend. obviously I do too. I mean, I'm not an animal. I, I do what I want. <laughs> Aaron and Matt have some discipline. The rest of us, fuck that noise. I've got a great job and I tricked a doctor into marrying me. I can have both if I want. <laughs> <laughs> guess what, mom and dad? I order out Daddy I order soda stacks. every time Daddy I go fat out. Stacks. <laughs> Unless it's going to the Harry Styles concert. Then I'm like, nope, no dessert, no appetizer, no nothing. How about a subway ride home and we'll share AirPods and listen to it? Yeah, and then you know what my daughter did? She watched the concert on Instagram Live. So I was like, "Well, there you go. You just watched the concert anyway. What's what's the she big won. deal?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I've watched a bunch of these." I'm like, well, why, 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 "Why are we doing this?" This seems like grounds for for multiple problems with your kids going forward. Taking them to a concert and then saying, "Well, we're, actually, we're not going in. Watch it on my phone." That seems like a bad way to go through life. We'll see how it works for me on Sunday when I try it. I told him Madison Square Garden <laughs> closed. I was like, oh, no, it closed. We got to go. Uh, Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going great. I have a few things to discuss, but I want to actually uh, I want to actually piggyback on Russell's uh, rolling going and ask. I have a similar conundrum. I really need to see Dune. Should I see it in the theater or should I stay home and see it on HBO Max? Thanks to one of our theater. listeners for my pirated subscription. Can I tell yeah. you, can I tell you right now that uh, you should go see it in a 4DX theater? Have you been in a 4DX theater yet? No, never heard of such a thing. I took my daughters the other day and we saw um, Shang. Jackass. Shang. No, that doesn't come out till <laughs> February. My, I text my daughter today and says, hey, Jackass doesn't come out till February. She was so mad. She was furious. But we went and saw uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Rings. And well, these seats, cool. you go in and you sit down and the seats move around anytime it moves. They spray air on you. They spray smells at you. They spray you with water when it goes in the water. There's lights what? flashing. There's fans blowing. It. I, there was four people. I spent like 120 bucks. Best money I've ever spent in my life. I will not go yeah. see another movie that is not throwing. It, it, these seats moved around so much that my popcorn flew out of the chair thing that it was being held in. Like that's how much I was getting flung around. It was awesome. It kicked ass. You need to go see it in a 40X theater. Now, okay. okay, bring your kid. It will terrify them. Good advice. I don't want to, I do want to hear from uh, Russell and Matt on this, and I don't want to be the first one to take it there. But um, so when you go see porn in the 4DX theater, what's, oh, no. <laughs> what's that experience like? Yeah, well, I can tell you the motion Short. gets, it does make you a little seasick, uh, <laughs> but the smells are great. You know, oh, I no. thought, <laughs> wow. Right. So, so Matt, Matt, I heard a vote for theater from you. Well, I'll, I'll, I've heard, I've heard. Uh, a lot of people talking about this, that the sound effects at the movie are unbelievable. Okay. And you can't, I mean, any home theater that you have yeah, not gonna cannot do it. do it any sort of justice, right? Like you absolutely need to go to the theater to just experience the sound all around you. So love it. Good advice. That's just what I've heard. Yeah. Thank you. Plus Russell. I think in a movie theater, in theory, you could get an appetizer and a dessert. Like you can get some sort oh, of yeah. fried food at a movie theater. Some nachos, some nachos, and some milk, onion rings, all at the same time. Get some candy, then you go see the movie. I think you got to go to a theater for a movie you really want to see. It's an experience. It's a thing. You're not like pausing your, you're not sitting back on your Peloton and watching it like Suzanne or Susan or whatever her name was (laughs) was on the podcast weeks ago. We haven't heard any comments about her since that first week. She wasn't that popular, Rob. <laughs> did not have a long tail. Did not stick like around if, long. if you're just walking, watching at home with a family, it's not an experience. If you go into the theater, you, you find a spot, you get some popcorn, you do your thing. I think you got to go to the theater for a movie you want to see. 
I like it, guys. Yeah. I appreciate the advice. I'm going to go see it in the theater and report back. I do want to say the other thing that I did this week was I will say I if drove... you're eating popcorn at the porn theater and they spray water on you, it's a bummer. It really bums you out. It doesn't make you want to eat that popcorn. <laughs> or it does, depending on your proclivities. Oh, sick. I, but I got some drove a car I can show you. We can trade, this trade week links. to Tahoe. Uh, last weekend, drove to Tahoe there and back. So I drove uh, because we had what? two cars Why? for last weekend. <laughs> because Why? we went up last weekend. It was um, it was my lady's. Uh, she had some time off of work. So she went up. She uh, We only have one car, but we rented a car for last week. And sh- she went up early and did some hiking. Big and SUV, big gas guzzler, right, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Big uh, gas it was a Nissan truck. Rogue. Yeah. Brave. I'm Aaron yeah. and I'm here at Tahoe in Grave Digger. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. See Grave Digger ruin the ecosystem of Lake Tahoe. You can buy the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> 20 trucks for 20 bucks. That's a buck a truck. <laughs> you have a problem with this? Email Aaron's wife at gmail.com today. <laughs> Then watch as Truckosaurus rips into an endangered owl species nest and eats the young. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron, why did you have to drive? So I drove both ways because we had two cars. We had the rental car and our car because my wife went up early, did some hiking, spent some time by herself. And then Wallace and I went up uh, on Friday to join her. imagine why she needed some time to herself. (laughs) I, I I drove both ways for a little bit in college, but I just wasn't into it. So... Which but one I'm a little bit, I feel a little bit concerned. I think I had, it was either a Papa Don't Take No Mess moment or a Me No oh. Daddy moment. We were looking at the weather on Saturday and a, a, a snowstorm was coming in on Sunday night and we were scheduled to drive home on Monday. And I said, nope, you know what? We're in the mountains. I'm not going to mess around with the first the snowstorm of the year. We're going home early on Sunday afternoon. We're not going to drive going home, home early, Monday. not late. You're going home early. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, going home early is the worst. Yeah, went home early and yeah, and then my son missed out on the first snow of the year in in Lake Tahoe, and I think it would have actually been fine for us to stay. So I feel I have to issue a Beck did it better apology to my family for making him come home early. Russell, oh, give give him the apology. All right, let me. Did, did, Aaron, did did you make the rest of the family come home early, or just like I need to go home early and you guys could stay for another two days? <laughs> no, they all. <laughs> They all, they, or they they all, all have together. to leave with you. As soon as they Aaron got there, his wife together. was like, oh, my God, Aaron, did you see the news? There's a huge snowstorm. You should go like now, like right now. You should get out of here. Yeah, I know you rented a car, but you got to go and, oh, you should, and take the kid too. actually don't. I don't trust you with the kid, but you should go. You should definitely go. Hey, let me play the apology. Uh, here it is. The pink is great. Oh, Aaron, why are you interrupting Aaron, me? I'm trying to pay the apology. Seriously, Come we got to do that again. Yeah, okay. Let's we already deleted like 17 of those last week. <laughs> I'm not Aaron. sure. Oh, here it is. And now an apology from Beck did it better. I'd like to thank Aaron's family for making him leave Tahoe early. No, Aaron's apologizing to his family for meeting them up in Tahoe, screwing everything up. I don't know. I didn't really listen to the story. I kind of zoned out after thinking about that driving both ways in college, but. That's it. That's my rolling gun. That's a good rolling gun. I liked it. <laughs> oh my god! It was it so bad. The pictures over here. Nothing. It's hard to end these things. You, you didn't eat anything this week, Rosie. Uh, well, that's a funny story too. I did go out for lunch oh, today. The pink is great. Oh, yeah. And I ordered, <laughs> uh, I ordered the shrimp, yeah, the fried shrimp uh, torta. We went out to the taco truck for lunch, I and I ordered the, shri- too, the fried shrimp torta, and it was fucking gigantic. And I was eating. The torta and my wife was like, don't you get 
full? Like, don't you feel full oh, eating no. that big of a lunch? And I was like, no, I, no, I feel okay. Came home, immediately passed out for an hour. Like, there you like, go. Fell, like, fell <laughs> Father of the year. Straight asleep. <laughs> it was Did delicious like, with some Chipotle slaw and everything on it. But yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> the lunch was too big. It's too much. Torta, more like Snora. Well, it seemed better yeah. in my head. Did not have a, I was going to say Snorta, but then I was like, that's a totally different thing. Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good, good. And good. by, oh, Thanks can I just say, by the way, thank you for extending Aaron's rolling going there. That was great. Whoever did that, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> edit. Good job, Russell. Command E to edit that part out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Command uh, e? I got, I got, yeah. you know, I, I didn't prepare much this week. I just, no? I, no, I had a very boring question compared to the rest of you guys. Oh, we're going to make it fun. Okay. okay. Well, I kind of figured is it we dessert might be versus appetizers? Because I have strong no, opinions and I think I've changed I my have mind. Been back, I have been back to the office uh, for the a couple speaker. months now and I'm walking around the Skyway system of Minneapolis, right? Yeah, yeah just, I hear you. Just at night or in the middle of the day, got to get some exercise, things like that, right? And so, what is your, each of you, what is your, and Rob, I'm waiting for yours because you live in New York. I, you know, I, I have this thing where I have to kind of like look at everybody and say hi, if they're looking back at me, oh. I can't <laughs> just keep walking by him without like, at least giving like a little bit of a little look, just, a, just even just a little head nod and then just kind of give a, uh, hi, how you doing? If, if I <laughs> catch their eye, yeah. what is your guys, when you're passing by people on the street, are you just head down, go forward? Don't talk to them or do you give a look? I, when I'm in New York city, I love to get stabbed. So I love to go around and talk to everybody and say, Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? I love to get my ass kicked on a daily basis. So I no, of course I don't say anything. I don't look at anybody. I look where I'm going. So they don't get in my way. And that's about it. You will get your ass kicked in New York city. If you walk around saying hi. And I know that because every time I come from Minnesota, it takes me a couple of days not to walk into like a store and be like, hello. And everybody's like, what the fuck is your problem? And I'm like, Oh, hello. Sorry. How does it go again, Rob? Hello. Like that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I'm like, hello, I'm here to buy the new, by the way, did you know Christmas trees, Reese's peanut butter cups are out too early. Rob, could you do the hello a few more times so I can write a note down for a closing joke so I can come back to this? (laughs) You do one more time. Hello. Hello. Okay. (laughs) I generally say hi to people as well, Matt, if I'm walking down the street, but I had, I had a thought about this this week too, where, uh, My son and I were out on the street in front of our house where he rides Uh-oh. his bike. He like he, usually after he comes home from school, we he likes to ride his bike around the street. And it's a small street, pretty mm-hmm. quiet. And we don't. Have what a are you sidewalk. drinking so, while he's doing this, Aaron? You're drinking uh, not what? this time, but sometimes uh, sometimes I drink a beer out there. But this time I, I was it. not. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> Aaron's the dad with the beer out front. His kid's building like a jump out of like lumber with his bike. His dad's like, oh, that's a fucking kick ass jump. I love that jump. <laughs> And we're standing in the street and a, and a guy started, like, I saw a guy at the end of the street walking his dog. So he's walking toward us. And the awkward thing for me is when do you say hello? Right? Because we see the guy, we're the only people on the street. He's 50 feet away. We clearly see each other, but it would be weird if I waved and said, hello, like when he's 50 feet away. <laughs> no, how do you so say where's the again? moment where we actually Aww. acknowledge each other, even though we're the only people on the street and we are clearly Gonna say hi. When do you actually say hi? That was that was a tough one. Were you wearing a shirt or no shirt? Sure, a shirt. Yeah, had a shirt on. Yep. No beard. Yeah, that changes everything. That changes the whole <laughs> yeah. equation. So, Aaron, let me ask you this: Are you a human or are you a robot who has just been heard about humans? Like, what is your problem? You don't know when to say hi to somebody. Like, you just look and go, "Hey." Then they go, "Hey," he and then was, that's he, it. He, like, like, it's like you make eye contact from you know fifty, one hundred feet away. That's too early to say, "Hey." 
You got to no. wait till they get a little bit closer to say, hey, when they can hear you and you know, you can speak. Just in a yell at it from a long distance. I have yell a solution. Again. The solution. I've reached the point in life where I almost wear headphones everywhere I go now. I've got <laughs> earbuds in. If I go to the grocery store, I got earbuds in. If I go anywhere where I'm by myself and I'm just walking somewhere, like if I were in the Skyway, Matt, I've got earbuds in. So people aren't going to expect to like have any sort of hello moment with me. But what I do is I give them like the nod and like the po- like the point, like a hey, I was like a, like a little salute, like we talked oh about before. God. I do a little salute, a little nod, but there's no hello because I got headphones in, which means I don't have to talk to you. Can I just tell you that there's a there's a lot of spots where I walk and I try to look as mean as possible so nobody will talk to me. Like what do you that, mean? I I look like I go like. I look, I try to look like if anybody talks to me, I'm going to fuck their shit up because I do Why? not want, because it's, I'm in a terrifying part of town and I have to look tough. Otherwise I'm in big trouble. Oh, cause I'm always wearing like a brightly colored shirt that says like, you know, Beck did it better. And it's like, oh, these guys are going to kick my ass. <laughs> not listen to the podcast. I'm not even going to get any downloads. Gonna- you still wear the, what's it called? Breathalyzer suck here. What was that shirt? <laughs> Just saying the what quiet the part out loud. <laughs> Russell <laughs> thinks that on a breathalyzer, you're sucking here. <laughs> gets a breathalyzer. He's like, oh, I'd love to have another I one. I wasn't the one who wore the shirt. How am I supposed to know what the shirt said? He goes, oh, this drink is not as good. Listen, have you ever had an Irish eyes? It's made with cream and some green stuff and some. <laughs> with cream to milk. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the one who was dating the dude who had a dad from Ankeny. I'm not supposed to know this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, rolling going. How's it going with you? Okay. So the other day I'm out walking my dog, right? Take a dog out for a walk, come back, get in the elevator, come up. Uh, and as we're coming up, I always like to do a fun thing where I unclip the dog's leash so that the dog, and this dog is like the size of a small pillow. I, so I get off the elevator Right. And, and I, I unclip the dog so the dog can run down the hallway to the apartment kind of with no leash. It's kind of fun. So I unclip the dog. I get out the elevator, uh, doors closed, turn around. Dog is not with me. Dog is not there. Mm-hmm. Not. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. So where is, it? and I realized the dog has stayed on the elevator and the elevator <laughs> oh, no. doors have closed. Oh, so no. I pushed the, I'm on floor 14. So I pushed the down arrow. Elevator does not open back up. The elevator is gone. It has gone to a different floor with said dog on the elevator. Oh, okay? no. Oh, no. Do not know what's good. So I'm like, well, what do I do? Because there's no indicator of which floor it's going to. So I, this dog could be getting off. This is like that old Nintendo game elevator action, you know, where I'm kind of going up and down and people are shooting at me, except it's just me looking for a dog. So I'm holding a leash, right? Like a crazy person getting on the elevator, going up and down, looking for my dog going to all these different floors, finally go down to the lobby. Dog is standing there by the door to go outside. Oh no. So I'm like, that means that somebody got on the elevator and there was just a dog on there with them. Right. Rode the elevator down to the lobby. Then the dog got off in the lobby with the person. The person was just like, okay. And then just left with the dog in the lobby. I was like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Like didn't bring him to the front desk. Didn't do anything. So the dog went on a little bit of a joy ride to all the different floors. I mean, I don't blame them. It's not their job to take care of your 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 dog. You take care of the dog. Like, what are they supposed to do? No, 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 like, no. Like, put the dog on a leash and care for it for, like, multiple hours? You're missing the point, right? The dog was having fun. I was going to let the dog run down the hall. Instead, he was very naughty, and he stayed on the elevator and rode up and down. Not my fault. Actually, the dog's fault, okay? So the dog was Maybe, punished for that. Maybe your dog thought it was going to be the star of one of those Milo and Otis movies <laughs> or whatever those movies were where it was just featuring dogs. I hope not, because if you look, Milo and Otis, they went through like 15 dogs. They were not very good at keeping those dogs alive. It's a real bummer if you watch that movie. 
Which I mean, you think your dog could have survived a weekend in New York City before you picked him up somewhere? No, my dog can't survive anything. My dog barely survives in the apartment. Do you know what he ate the other? Do you know what I pulled out of his butt the other day? A half chewed pair of my underwear. I had to pull it out. It was stuck in there. I had to pull it. It was like starting a lawnmower. It was not fun to do. Oh no. Okay. He seemed relieved. He actually liked it quite a bit. I think. I think that might be part of the problem. So was there a point, Rob, where you're going down the elevator? You're thinking. How much is my family going to hate me if I lost this dog? Or, or, or what's your what's your line of thinking when the dog is missing? What are you thinking when you're going down the elevator? I'm thinking, yeah, that the dog is not only going to get off on somebody's floor, he's going to go to a door that he thinks is our apartment because all the floors look the same, and then he's just going to try dog. to get in the wrong apartment. They might take him in, and I don't have a collar on him with his name because it makes too much noise when he's walking around. So this dog might just be gone. Right. So I might just have to tell the kids like, oh, dog uh, died saving some kids in the river. Sorry about that. Yep. Instead of dog died uh, going up and down the elevator because Maybe I wasn't you paying attention. Maybe you could say that the dog was doing your comedy bit where he acts like he's going to jump in front of the, the subway. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it went terribly wrong. Thank <laughs> you for acknowledging that's a comedy bit. Nobody else does. Every time you did that going forward, Rob would have, would have way more significance. Oh, yeah. they would. It would really mess the kids up. That's really a good idea, Russell. I like that. I should get a little fake dog, toss it out in front of the subway when it's coming by, watch those kids scream. Uh, and then the other thing is I'm thinking about switching to jock straps, just getting rid of underwear in general, just going jock straps. What are you guys thinking about that? What? Yeah. That's like terrible. old guys at the gym, just jock straps. Oh, I kind of why do you want to do that? I want to have nothing with, on my butt and I don't think I can wear a thong without getting judged. Like what, what's wrong with the, the, the current layers of coverage on your butt that doesn't work for you? Well, I guess it does work for me. Like, I, I guess I don't, I guess I don't. Essentially, you're saying you want to be a thong guy. I would love to be a thong guy. If it was okay for men to wear thongs, I would wear thongs. Hey, Matt's back. I would wear thongs <laughs> if I could. Would that you guys Rob wear thongs? Honestly, thong guy. honestly, if it was okay for men to wear thongs, would you? No. 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 What? Well, what's the point? What's the point? The pink is great. Well, the thing is, is that the the point of the thong is that I think it feels good. I always assumed. I don't know, right? No, if you're wearing like tight pants, it covers up like the the line, right? So that you you don't see that. Are you concerned about the line, Rob? Yeah, are you concerned about the Mm, line? Yes, I am. I can't see the line, can you, Rob? You guys, I I just think it's. (laughs) I just think men's underwear. (laughs) Listen, men's underwear is so boring, right? It's so boring, like. I've gone from the, the, when I started in high school, I was like super loose flannel boxers that did nothing. It was like, where there's no reason to wear them. They did absolutely nothing. Then I switched to kind of more like uh, box boxer briefs. I now shop for underwear online on Amazon and I look for the reviews of what uh, I look for reviews of the underwear on Amazon and all the guys in the reviews are talking about how does this make your bulge look? Well, you've talked about the bulge. Yeah, you already so, said. So I only buy underwear now that are they're, they're a little bit too small, but the bulge is fantastic. My concern with jock straps is the waistband, man. Those are not comfortable. That's not gonna you, you gotta get underwear that are meant to be worn all day. A jock strap's meant to be worn for a short period of time for some short, violent efforts. Do it's old not, guys not wear a jock strap all the time? I thought they were always wearing one. Rob, what do you wear what do you wear when weird. you wear your singlet? What do you wear when you wear your singlet you for have, weightlifting event? You have to wear tidy whities It's it's a rule. Except they don't check it as much anymore, but they did when I started. So I always pull them out at the equipment check in the beginning. I'm like, here's my underwear. And then I was like, oh, okay, weirdo. So you're saying for the, <laughs> the, the event, you can't wear a thong slash jockstrap for that event. Right. No, I'd have to wear. I, and plus the spandex, sometimes when it spreads, you can see through it. 
I learned that the hard way at the gym one day when I didn't wear underwear under my spandex. <laughs> uh, so that is, so, uh, okay, I've agreed. We all wear, should wear thongs. I think that's a great idea. Beck did it better, male thongs. Think about it. We don't want to see a thong. I like those old school regular draws. Oh, oh, Aaron. I'm taking it this time. I'm taking the transition. I like it. Thank you, Rob. Outcast, of (laughs) course, is Andre 3000 and Big Boy, two friends that met in Atlanta High School and had their coming out party in one of the most infamous events in hip-hop history. The 1995 Source Awards was all about the East versus West, but their initial album, ATLians, showed that the South was an up-and-coming force in hip-hop. They lived up to the hype on their third album, the easy-to-pronounce Aquemini and took hip hop into the future with deep storytelling. Rob, it's I believe it's Aquamini with deep storytelling <laughs> mixed with insane flows and live horns. Outcast would continue to change the definition of hip hop with Stankonia, released on Halloween in the year 2000, moving farther away from the simple sampling and drum beats of the two Georgians found boring. They created their masterpiece and at the same time started a signal of the end of Outcast as a group. While they didn't declare their differences uh, like they would on the next album, you can pick and choose the Big Boy and Andre 3000 songs on this one. They were drifting apart, and the now teetoler Andre 3000 often recording from home, while Big Boy still made sure the gang was there to throw down funky beats. The album yielded their first top 10 hit with Miss Jackson, and many consider it the ultimate screw job that this album lost the Grammy for best album to the soundtrack of Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, great soundtrack. It's time for these men of constant sorrow to dive into the album. Let's listen to what many consider one of the 10 poles of hip-hop. With Stankonia. I am the man. You think, you think that should have won the best album, though? No way. Pretty fucking good. Not better than this. No, absolutely it's not. Better. I guarantee there's a better opener than this interlude track. <laughs> Russell's got What's an extra grand the about these interludes. The earth. Seven light years below sea level we go. Welcome to Stankonia. Oh, no, this was Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I clicked the wrong one. That's my bad. Is this like a, a McCartney Lennon thing? Are they not getting along on this where they're doing their own thing for each track? Or how is that? What's going on here? Well, that's where they want that where they went for speaker box love below, right? Is that they were that was they were two totally entirely separate. separate albums. Yeah. I think this one, from what you read, they were still collaborating. I mean, because this was their first album in the studio that they owned, right? So they had everybody hanging out in the studio. But I think it was you read that, you know, Andre is increasingly, as Rob said, keeping to himself. But I think they're still collaborating a lot. But you can start to hear the, the fabric kind of kind of rip. Yeah, well, this is where Eric Badu comes in, right? I mean, mm-hmm. right around this time, a little bit earlier than this. And they've, they've got these two divergent paths. I think Andre clearly goes down more of a jazzy, kind of uh, eclectic route. And, and Big Boy kind of stays on the hip-hop rap side of things and they're both geniuses if you listen to what they've got going on they're just slightly different you know they're two they're two uh, members of a group that just kind of have different artistic uh, outlets that they want to take i think with pairs like this right you either get where they go their own ways and they're both geniuses we've seen that i think before i'm trying to think of a group we've seen that with or you have like a simon and garfunkel where one is basically doing all the work and the other one is uh art garfunkel and then just one goes off and does something. The other one is left behind playing county fairs for the rest of his life. He's just got a cool name for the band. He's like, dude, Garfunkel's a cool name for the band. You're in, dude. I love how you think the name Garfunkel is like a cool name. It's like Garfunkel? Pretty awesome name. Fuck yeah, I'll join your gang. Hey, we're the Garfunkels. Let's go. Let's get to this Gasoline Dreams. This is the real opener for this album. This guitar Yeah, and a lot of this has kind of like, yeah, I mean, this is such a great start. A lot of these tracks, this one, I think Explosion coming up later, 
kind of have that West Coast death row feel to me a little bit. Um, and I, I think they were kind of going for that. But to do that with the sort of political flavor was very cool. I love this song. I, I didn't like the interlude, the opening. I, I think we had this in the, on the last Outcast album where they started with kind of a, a skit or a short thing at the beginning. But this song was a complete jam. This is now in my list of like top 10 songs that I've now become a fan of because because of this quest. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Matt, what do you think of that? That's the real opening track is Gasoline Dreams. I mean, it's okay. Right? What? I mean, there's. <laughs> it's the second best song on the album. Matt, would you say that was the appetizer dessert of this album? It's, it's tough to tell. Um, I would say that's kind of like the salad. This is like onion rings on the, for the appetizer, Rob. <laughs> yeah, on a salad. Okay, or as my place knows it, the Rob. You guys know everybody doesn't love the smell of gasoline and doesn't everybody like the taste of apple pie, but you know what? I do love the taste of apple pie. And Rob, Uh-oh. you were just at the apple orchard and it's apple season, so I've got to retell you guys one of my favorite drinks that everyone's got to try out right now. Just hold up your drink and let us all take a look. i got to get a better shot, but this one does not. What's Russell drinking? <laughs> what That's am I drinking tonight? Makes me laugh. Because I do like the taste of apple pie. I've told you guys once about this before, but everyone on our listener has to try this. Apple pie Moscow mule. We've got oh. vodka. Oh. We got rum. We got apple cider, which is in season, Rob, and you went all the way to this this <laughs> orchard, so you should have some fresh apple cider. Ginger Not beer. Much lime, too heavy to carry back. No way. <laughs> a slice of apple for garnish, a cinnamon stick, a lime for garnish, but here's the real key, guys. A drop of vanilla. You put a little vanilla in there, makes that thing pop. Makes it sing. I think I see a cinnamon stick in there, and I do remember that you bought cinnamon sticks for a drink previously. I do not see a slice of apple as a garnish anywhere. Well, they're over here. I'm just kind of eating these as I go. <laughs> I just figured I would, I would pair them with the apples instead. Vodka and rum together sounds like trouble. I don't know. I Yeah, it's, 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 you're getting close to Long Island territory with that, with that one, Russell. I mean, I would drink it. Don't get me wrong. Is it making you too cool? I'm cool. Is it making you cool? <laughs> hey, hey, check this out, Rob. I was not actually, I was going to skip. What are we going to do with these interludes on this? I was just going to skip them, right? Because we can't sit here and listen to like 30 second skits. There's a couple this I want to play. This I'm cool interlude is is appallingly scary. It's too, it's too scary. It's too scary. I'm not playing it. Okay. So instead we're going so fresh, so clean. Ah, uh, yes. So Russell, did you have all your ingredients for that drink? I had to go buy apple cider tonight, fresh limes. I've been told by someone that lime juice out of a little plastic lime thing is not an acceptable substitute. So I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Uh-oh. And then I, uh, yeah, no, I had almost everything. Wow, that's so impressive. That song's got me craving a patty melt, but I don't want to try to make one at home. Oh, yeah, I'm with you there. Gator belts? Do you have a gator belt? I don't do have a gator it? belt, but I, 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 would, I would buy a gator belt. I had a, you know, our our buddy Joe, Joe from uh, Richfield had a Monte Carlo in high school. And so we look pretty cool riding in our Monte Carlo with our gator belts and patty melts. Gator belts and patty melts. You know what my family bought that's gator wise is you can, if when you go to Florida, they just have so many gators that they're killing for meat or whatever you do with gators. I don't know, making belts that they take their feet and make them into back scratchers. The most terrifying back scratcher you can ever have in your whole life is just an alligator claw. But it is also very Florida, so what we do with it. I would, the whole time I was listening to this, I was thinking, 
about all three of you guys. And I was like, what do you guys wear when you want to look so fresh and so clean? What's your thing you wear? Like when you really need to turn it up, you're not going to like, you're, you're not looking, uh, what's it called? Lounge casual Rob. So you're allowed to wear socks, but what's your go-to thing when you really want to look good, Matt, what do you wear when you go out? I have figured out that if I really want to look good, Mm -hmm. really want to look good. If I try to go buy something that's like just awesome. Yeah. You know, it's like, look, it just doesn't look good on me. Like, <laughs> you know, we've got, we've got other people, that, you know, I think of like, you know, Steve, that Steve, you yeah. know, he could wear anything, that right? Steve. He's going to look good. So I just try to keep it nice and simple, mm-hmm. you know, to look fresh and clean. Just keep no fancy patterns, no fancy anything, just a nice clean pair of slacks, maybe some jeans, you know, slacks nice, is such a mean old daddy. Exactly. Phrase, isn't it? Exactly. Nice button down shirt, maybe oh, yeah. a little quarter zip, maybe a sweater, something like that, but just nothing flashy. That's about the, all I can do to keep it fresh and clean. On tucked in or not tucked in, not uh, tucked in. I mean, oh, we're not, we're, we're not, we're not 24 anymore. Russell, oh, I mean, Craig, some kind of, of savages. <laughs> yeah. You think we are. For the slacks mention, I gotta say, Aaron, yeah. what do you wear when you need to look so fresh and so clean? Uh, when I want to look so fresh and so clean, I got a pair of uh, sort of cream suede colored wallabies, Clark wallabies that uh, okay, my lady stop, got stop, me. Stop, 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 stop. Russell, tell me what Clark wallabies are. I would assume it's some sort of koala skin shoe, like a, <laughs> like, a like a sandal, like a, what do you call those? A mo- moccasin. You can keep mowing that apple too during the podcast. That'd be great. Uh, so, so you think it's a koala skin moccasin? You think that that's what Aaron's buys? He doesn't have a microwave. He cares about the environment, yet koalas, he's like, send them to hell to make my moccasins. People have their things. You never know about people, you know? The inside smells like eucalyptus because that's what they force feed them before they slaughter them. It's like koala pate. <laughs> Actually, hello, don't worry, Aaron. A ton, of have, a ton of them have gonorrhea, so don't uh, don't get too attached to this <laughs> The Clark's Wallabies are uh, actually they're sort of uh, they're they're sort of like orthopedic shoe, but uh, Ghostface made him famous. Ghostface wore Wallabies, and he would he would he would hand dye his own Wallabies. You can see Aaron in big black shoes that my grandma had. No, these are these are suede Wallabies. Nobody dope. Oh yeah, and my my lady bought these for me. I don't know, fourteen. One of my my legs is actually a little longer than the other, so I have to wear these corrective shoes. I keep them so clean. I don't wear them for anything unless I'm trying to look so fresh and so clean. So it's my for me, it's my Wallabies. Nice, Rob. What do you wear? I've got the uh, so I work in a a school where sometimes you have to wear a suit for day for like uh, convocation days, and so everybody's just wearing like black suits or blue suits. I've gotten the Miami Vice special that I wear, which is my red pants. And then I have a tangerine shirt with a light blue suit coat that I put on. When I wear that and I walk into the school, oh. And guess what? So fresh and so clean. Guess what, Russ? I wear like normal shoes. I don't have to have orthopedic ass shoes. Dr. Scholl's ass walking around made out of koalas. <laughs> I don't need that shit. Okay. Regular ass shoes. But not as nice as yours. I was walking with Russell one day. Russell's got some fucking nice ass shoes. When he's looking so fresh and so clean, he was walking uh, with my wife and I. My wife is like, nice shoes. And I was like, what the fuck? is?" And then this music started playing. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? This is a disaster. I've been been told that shoes can kind of save the whole thing. If you got really nice shoes, that can kind of save all the rest of the problems that are going on with this. You know, it could definitely hide things, right? Like you got old ass, grungy ass shoes. Like that's, that's a definite 
sign of, you know, like what, what are we doing here? But if you, you keep your shoe game intact, Russell, that can, that can keep things. Uh, or if you're Aaron and, and you come out in fucking Dr. Frankenstein's monsters looking boots <laughs> that he's wearing. Okay. He's like, these are actually pretty cool. I don't get, what's the big deal with shoes? Like, can you guys even see shoes when you're wearing them? Like who? Just me? <laughs> oh, and I should clarify. It's because of the bulge. The bulge. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to stand up and show you guys my so underwear again. So clean. Oh, it's a good one, though. I love this kind of like Isley's type sound. I think they really play a lot with the, the vocals and the harmonies on this this album. It's uh, They're just pulling from so many influences. I know we got to move on, but So Fresh and So Clean reminds me of one of the most embarrassing moments of my life that I bet I think about once every two weeks and I cringe. Can we hear about it? All right, Miss Jackson is next. A gift for no. some reason. I was in it as a teacher. I was a teacher in a small town. And for some reason, I don't know why somebody gave it to me, but somebody gave me like adult wet wipes. What? For a gift. They gave me adult wet wipes to like, instead of toilet paper, right? So they're giving me, and the whole time, I didn't know what are they, they were for. Are they like, flushable? the idea, I don't know. The idea of like wet wipes. Instead of toilet paper, it was so foreign to me. I literally was sitting at lunch with all the other teachers going, look at these wet wipes. Why would somebody give me wet wipes? What am I going to use wet wipes for? What are these for? What are these? And it was like a day later where I realized like, oh, these are instead of toilet paper. And I was just showing everybody at my lunch table. What are these? This is what I'm going to use. This, this Wait, is what who, I got for a gift. Who gave these to you? I cannot remember for the life of me. That's the other part of the story. No idea who gave this to me, why they gave this to me. They were probably trying to tell you they wanted to eat your what was that joke Rob was trying to make earlier that he kept saying? I was, I've been trying to think about it the whole time. Um, he's uh, squishing his peen. No, that was oh. a better one than that. So the squishing his peen. peen. What was it, Aaron? Russell, if we have to remember every joke feet. I told. Huh? <laughs> we gotta move on. Let's go it's to the next song, Rob. It's impossible to answer your question because Rob never stops talking. <laughs> Aaron just walked to the back of his garage. His shoes make him look like he's wearing fucking stilts. He's got these big ass, <laughs> huge kiss boots on. It's crazy. Sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. The reverse snare. <laughs> Great song. Yeah. This is right in the wheelhouse of this was on the Winamp player for all of us, oh, correct? Yes. Matt? Is this on your Winamp back in the oh, day yeah. or not? Yep, for sure. This was one where I took it from my sister's computer and made a mix CD. The song was right in there in between two Bob Dylan songs. It was a rough listen, but a great song. Kind of a bit of whiplash coming from. And it's wild that Erica Badu shows up later as a guest on this album. And I don't know when the songs were recorded sequentially, but like this is something we haven't experienced where there is a person about whom a song is written who then appears later on the album. It's all these, it's a tangled web they weave. I read that Erica Badu's mom was kind of pumped. Like she, she goes around claiming, Hey, I am Miss Jackson in the album, right? Nice. Like I would, it's a great fucking song. Rob, what would you write for a song about your mother-in-law? Aaron, Matt, if you guys had to write a song about your mother-in-law, what would it be about? I was just going to say, didn't Barbara Ann sing on that beach boys CD later? Ba, 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 <laughs> What? Oh, Rosie just left. <laughs> he's off to he's off to the shoe stores to get his shoes signed, and it costs one thousand dollars each time because the shoes are so fucking big. Matt, what would you say, Miss Jackson? Where does this rank on the album of best songs? What's your favorite song on the album? I so would say far? it's number three or four overall, I mean, or it's just so far overall. I gotcha. Mean, well, and yeah, number two so far. So fresh and so clean is above it. But, you think so, huh? 
Yeah. All right. Oh, but I no, Ms. Jackson is such a good song. Like it's yeah, it's woo! just so overplayed. I mean, right? I mean, how many that's times true. have you heard it? Nine thousand times. So that's because it's good. Because it's great. Yeah, but I mean, it can. And my win amp, and I would put my win amp and repeat, and then leave and lock my dorm room and turn it turn it up so everybody in the dorm had to hear it, and I was out of there. No big deal. It really whips the llama's ass. <laughs> Ten times out of nine. Snapping and trapping. Oh, when Killer Mike shows up, it's on. As soon as you hear Killer Mike's voice, you know it's going to be a verse. Who's Killer Mike, Aaron? Uh, he's now uh, one half of Run the Jewels, so he's probably better known to people as part of Run the Jewels. But I, he's an Atlanta rapper who was, I think, part of the Dungeon family. So showed up a lot on uh, Outcast albums. His mixtapes, I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind, are just fantastic. And he just has this authoritative voice. And um, and then, yeah, he's become famous as part of Run the Jewels, but what one of my favorite rappers. Fucking, what a great t- name for a mixtape. I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. So good. Is that the song where he calls out Sergeant Slaughter? Snapping and trapping? Let's yes. listen. Yeah. Let's listen. Yep, it's right there. I yes, it is. It right to Sergeant Slaughter. He didn't call out Hulk Hogan's pasta mania, just Sergeant Slaughter, though, didn't he, Rob? I always thought Sergeant Slaughter was just Jesse Ventura as, like, another character. I no, thought that no, until I was, no, like, 35. No, way different. No, way different. That is cr- Sergeant Slaughter was the Iraqi sympathizer during the war. Oh, is that what his yeah, bit when he was? Heel, yeah. He was a bad guy. He wrestled Hulk Hogan, Hostamania, Hostamania 7. <laughs> so Sergeant Slaughter turned into an Iraqi sympathizer. That is wild to me. He did. <laughs> I like that when wrestling gets into real political stuff, you know? You know what? We could skip the DF interlude and get right to Spaghetti Junction, which would be a Hulk Hogan theme song. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> if Hulk Hogan were to, to be the, the singer on one of these songs, he would say Spaghetti Junction, Rob. But it would be for Postamania, right? Hey, hey, hey there, girl. Eat some of my spaghetti. Rob, you're way off. Rob, you got you to gotta pull this shit together. Do it right. Get it right. Hey there, brother. Well, I can't say, hey, their yes. brother, and then he's going to talk about how full he is, because that sounds like he just had sex with the father-in-law. Can't be doing that. What? <laughs> what? I, uh, never mind. <laughs> hey, there, hey, there brother. Hey, there, Hulkamaniacs. Come into Pasta Media and have a little spaghetti junction and some Hulkios. Yes. And get yeah. the dessert. It's the best part, and everybody knows that. And if they don't, they're Iraqi sympathizers like Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> yes. Kim and Cookie. Now, this is actually recorded after a date with uh, Russell. Oh, this one is so good. Oh, this is that wasn't right. Kim yeah, cooking. that's just not right. <laughs> rain, rain. This is an all-time great sketch. Say hello, cookie. I think you're hello. right, Aaron. Girl, yes, this one is great. Spill it, girl. Spill it. Remember, oh yes. boy, at the club. I like it. She's like, it's gonna tear my ass up. Night. What's up? You're right, Aaron. I think The Chronic has the best sketches. We've talked about other albums where we did or don't like them or do like them. I generally don't like the interludes on the Outcast one. This one is really good. This one, the the combination of their particular rhythm of talking and then the interludes with the toe just like the throwback to church, but they're talking about dirty stuff. I just love it. Is there any better phrase for sex besides getting your ass tore up? Like, that is so funny to me. <laughs> like, maybe rearranging your guts. Like, that's the only other one. Rob, that's what that's the joke I tried to make that you missed earlier. That's what the person who gave you the wet wipes wanted to do to you. That's why they gave you the wet wipes. What? You missed the... That's what no, they were trying oh, to... No. I thought Aaron. you said they wanted to eat my... 
Yeah, but you didn't laugh, so I had to do it again. No, I didn't. I played Aaron. Okay, Aaron. Your dad listens to this and send me, sends me T-shirts. Can we yeah. not? Can we well, not? I gotta, do this? you know, if Rob's not gonna laugh at my one joke a week, I gotta bring him back. Yeah, he sent him a T-shirt that says "Free Free Breathalyzers Suck Here." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Wait, we're way past what, the sun. We gotta move oh, okay, forward. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Aaron, uh, I'll call before oh, I no. come. What? This actually, this actually might be my favorite song on the album. Yes, this is this, this is a great. Yeah. Why do you like it? I really liked it, but there's the water sounds that brought brought me back to Eric B and Rakim. Like I can't do the plopping water, and it's on two of these tr- tracks on this album. I don't get it. I can tell you why Rosie loves this. Aaron loves this because it sounds just like Parliament. I love this. Yeah, I mean, I love that. That you know, it's, I mean, this whole album is borrowing from Funkadelic, but I love the snare. It sounds like you know, straight ahead, old school Southern rap mixtape, but it's a much, much different subject matter. And then anytime Gangsta Boo shows up, I'm in. I love her voice. So I love this track. I love the slinky, snaky synth as well. It's all great to me. And it's showing that they're very considerate, right? Right. Ladies first. Yeah. Break. Wait, is that a real thing? Ladies do that too? (laughs) (laughs) Bombs over Baghdad. Oh, this is the best song of the album. No Knock question. Down your whole house for this song. This thing. Matt, where should this song be? Number one on the album in the middle? Where would you put this song? Number one. Yeah, number one. Yeah. You're right. Man. I mean, I'll tell you, if they were setting out to do a good song, I would put up a big banner that says, Mission Accomplished with that one. Yes. I think that was so good. <laughs> I thought that song was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just Great don't song. pull that thing out unless you plan to bang. Unless you plan to don't bang. Pull that thing out unless you care to bang. I would revisit that twenty years later, even and just and say yes, definitely. Even twenty years later, great decision. Yeah. Explosion. Oh, I love this one. Does this have the guy from Cypress Hill on it? Be real, yeah. Oh, did you hear about him? He totally went insane. He did go insane? Yeah, insane in the membrane. Oh, no. Yeah, he's insane. The problem is he ain't got no brain. But I, that was a great song, but I think that was one of the songs that had more terrible water plopping sounds. Why Why the water sounds on these albums? You don't need it. Seriously. <laughs> They, they chose to record it. I didn't record it. No, you're it's, you're within your rights to. It's like those, uh, if you're hearing those sounds that you're using the wet wipe is too wet. Got to dry that wet wipe a little bit first. Should not be hearing the uh, Eric B and Rick M water sound. All right, uh, Aaron, what's this next one called? I can't read it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah, I'm not taking the bait. Uh, this is when they go to the uh, garden store. Cheesecake factory, Rob. They want to plant some seeds, and so they got to get some uh, rakes and hoes. This is we love these hoes. I do have to say, this song doesn't hold up, not surprisingly. And when you think about the infinite subject matter that they've made songs about, even though this beat totally slaps, uh, it's just it's unfortunate that they chose to make that one. Aaron, you you referenced the beat on this one. I heard the bass, and so I, I re- was reading a little bit about this. And this is this guy named Sleepy Brown. He oh, played the Moog bass yes. on this, which is kind of like a, a synthesizer bass. Oh boy! And so I thought, what we could do a few weeks ago, we talked about the upright bass. I thought we could do a list of the greatest Moog bass songs ever. 
This is gonna be so cool. Yes. How do you know so much about instruments and still do not remember the guy who's playing the horn or guitar in the individual? I don't get it. I want to tell a side story, but Matt might get mad at me if I pivot. Oh, no. I'm just so here. The other night I was out at Matt. a bar. I was out what? at the bar. It was more than one, less than three people at this bar. And we're sitting <laughs> there. The bar. And all of a sudden, this guy sits next to this at this bar. And I'm like, we're talking to him. And he goes, I'm actually, he goes, I'm a jazz drummer. I'm playing with a band. I'm from Philadelphia. Wow. And he's sitting right next to me. And I went into my whole bit. I did my whole damn bit on the cymbals. I talked about the Purdy Shuffle. I talked about Toto. What? And, and the yes. half the half shuffle. And I essentially did my whole list for this guy. And he was so fucking impressed. He thought I was the smartest dude in the history of the world. And it's all because of this podcast. Yes. Russell. There you go. We're making the world better. And then you were like, yeah. And, and I have this podcast I talk about. And the guy goes, oh, that sounds great. Listen, I got to get going. I'll see you <laughs> that later. That did happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. That I told well, Of course. Well, that kind of happened. He was talking to two ladies next to us. And so me and the more than one, less than three person next to me. <laughs> We're trying to decide which one he was trying to talk to more and whether these two ladies were going to have an issue, whether one was liked more than the other and how it was going to go down. Russell, I don't want to judge you right now, but how much of the uh, how much of that fall mm-hmm. drink have you made? I'm on picture number two. Oh, no picture. It's my picture. <laughs> Show me the picture. Hold right. up the picture. Let me see the picture. We're going rooster the, style here. Oh, no, it is a picture. Look at that. <laughs> it's so big. It's a picture. All right. Call him the lefty. Here we go. It's the All relief right, picture. First song on the list is Parliament. This is Flashlight, the first number oh, one yes. R&B hit by Parliament. Wait, you said Flashlight, yeah. right? Flashlight. flashlight. Flash. Is that right? Do, 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 yeah. Do, what have I been buying on oh, Amazon? Oh, oh, oh. oh, no. Yeah, this is a great one. Aaron, you're a Parliament guy. Why, why is this song so important? Well, it's sampled a bunch, but it also just makes you want to move your ass. I, I read that Bernie Worrell, he actually connected multiple synthesizers, like three or four of them. And that's what makes that song so cool. Oh, because he had to he had to invent a new sound. I mean, they did that kind of stuff all the time. And Bernie Worrell was definitely a genius. That's right. If he had enough, they could call him synthesizers. Fivers. Shit. Next song on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron said a lot of people sampled or always went back to Parliament or Funkadelic. And one of those that did a lot, it was Dr. Dre. This is the Chronic and Rob. These nuts. It's these nuts. So Dr. Dre was often inspired by Bernie Worrell. And this is the move bass on these nuts. Like that is a great yeah, move bass. Is not? And is this one, so did he, did he write this bass line? He didn't sample it? He actually has a guy, I forgot the guy's name, but he's got some guitar player, bass right. player slash piano player that played it on a lot of Dr. Dre's songs. He sampled a lot, but he did have a guy who actually played that one on the move. I actually like song. Snoop's bass player better. His name is Lee Gandhi. Lee, what does that mean? Lee Gandhi's nuts. Oh, yeah. It was Snoop's birthday right. this week. He's even older than us. He is? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes you think about death. Hmm. <laughs> Next song on the list. This is called, I don't know if you guys will know this one, but this bass slaps. This is called Zap and Roger. More bounce to the More ounce, which would be the name. Listen to that. To the Rob, either of us would ever star in an adult film. It could definitely be called Four Bounce to the Ounce, right? The Waterbed Trilogy. Yes. 
You see that in a 4DX theater. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're going to get away from some of the, the hip hop and some of the funk. One of the songs we've talked about before, this is also a Moog bass, is Berlin from Top Gun, Take My Breath Away. Whoa! Of course. You hear that bass there? Yeah. Still feeling comfortable when I hear the song. Still feel like <laughs> my parents are telling Aaron, me you want to know why you feel uncomfortable? Yeah. It turns out I was reading about this song, because this is what I do, is I read about this so I can meet random drummers mm-hmm. <laughs> on an above one, below yeah. three event. <laughs> it turns out, so they had they had made this whole movie, Top Gun, and they were showing it to like the screeners where they show it to all these people and they get feedback on it. There was no love scene with Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis. So they brought him back to make the love scene just for this song. And the reason why they're making out in the dark is because she had changed her hair color. So Whoa. when you guys watch the love scene where, where he's licking her nose, Rob, or whatever yeah, Tom he's Cruise definitely is licking doing, her nose. it's pretty weird. It gets it's all in the dark. It, it's because they had to refilm it after the movie was done and she had changed her hair color. Yeah, Aaron wow. knows about that scene because he has to think about it. To <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I want to make this anymore. How did we get here? <laughs> well, uh, the last song on the list is the other music that Aaron likes to listen to when he does that. And that's Marvin Gaye. Can't edit it out now. <laughs> Gonna have to just beep it, I guess. Um, I don't, Rob, I don't know. It's Got some Marvin it Gaye up. song. Can you play it here? You hear that? You hear that beat? It's a is it a familiar beat to you guys? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that Robin, Robin Thicke Thick ripped it off? It is. This is the song that Robin Thicke and Pharrell ripped off from Marvin Gaye. Uh-huh. They got sued for it. Had to pay seven and a half million dollars because they ripped off the baseline that Marvin Gaye was playing on the Moog synthesizer. Yeah, and I agree with what Aaron said earlier. I feel bad for Robin Thicke. You know, he just seems like he's gotten screwed over and over. He seems like a great guy. Not a big, not a bad guy at all. Oh, I don't know if he is he a bad guy oh, he's, for he's, anyone who has not listened to the first hour of this podcast. I did not say that earlier. <laughs> just to be clear. Anybody who's been skipping through trying to get to Russell's list. Just in case somebody picks it up right here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's not going to happen. We may just delete this part. <laughs> well, that's the sign that's the end of Russell's list when he says that we probably have to delete this part. Russell, that was a top five list. Top five list. Oh, Humble mumble. I mean, the, the, is this the Erica Badu? She's this is Erica Badu here. Yeah. Matt, you've talked about her before. Are you a fan of this song? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, above average for the album, right? I mean, but it kind of feels like it didn't quite fit into the mainstream. But yeah, I don't know. I just, so. I, I, I think I love this album way more than Equemini. I think this album is far superior. I thought Aquamini. When I was, okay, I'm not going to take the bait on that. Um, it, and I feel like when I was walking around to this, like it was such a groove and the, and the lyrics are so off. They're so in syncopation with the beat. Like I'm just, I just was so impressed by this album. I thought it was great. Now I got to admit every time I got to an interlude, I was like, skip, skip, skip. Don't need to listen to these, but question mark. My notes for this song. What is this? This album is getting way too long. It's definitely a hint at where Andre was going. A lot of Andre's guest spots, I feel, sound similar to that one after 
after uh, Love Below. It sounds like me when I just started learning how to use GarageBand, like making songs and being like, uh-huh. And you listen to like the same thing for like eight hours straight and you're like, this actually is really good. And then you listen to the next day, you're like, oh no, this is awful. Why did I think this was any good? Speaking of great desserts, Red Velvet. Yeah. Would you rather get red velvet cake or mini donuts? Oh, mini donuts. Cake. Mini yeah. donuts. Isn't red velvet just like vanilla, but they color it red? Yeah, but it looks so appetizing. Plus cream cheese frosting. That's true. Part of food is visual, Rob. I'm always, I'm eating my dinners in the dark now full time. No idea One what I'm One of the exciting things about it. this album is that it, you know, Rob, I think what you like about it is that both of their, both these guys have expansive taste. And so they're pulling from all these influences like Pimp a Butterfly or other albums. Uh, I have to expansive me. taste too. I get four desserts. I don't care. And it, yeah. And it, like, I, I like it gave me an excuse to listen to Funkadelic all week. But the fun thing I kept doing all week was this. I learned that Big Boy was a huge fan of Kate Bush. He went deep into Kate Bush's music. And oh. her album is coming up just three or four <laughs> albums away. Why are you gonna say it like that. So that's what he said. He said, I went deep into her music. I read okay. the quote. I'm- don't, don't say so anything. exciting. Got to just got us to have really a chance to you. look ahead to Kate Bush. And I listened all through this whole album. Like, is there like, can I make any comparison between Big Boy and Kate Bush? I have to report that I failed, but I'm not. I'm super stoked for Hounds of Love. It's coming up only in four albums. How much time did you put into making that comparison, Aaron? Honestly, like how much research did you do? How much did you prepare? How much time? I mean, I don't know. How long does it take to listen to the album? 73 minutes. So I listened to the album, I don't know, five times. And I listened to the Kate Bush album once and I've read a little bit. Oh my God. You actually did more work than I normally do for this podcast. <laughs> is there, does Kate Bush have like a big commercial hit? Because I admittedly don't know her music. Is there like a big hit that I should know that I don't? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I mean, I, I listened to Hounds of Love. I didn't recognize any of them, but I loved them. Wow. You can see her in that picture standing next to her dad underneath that banner that says, Mission Accomplished. <laughs> the, lost, the lost bush <laughs> Aaron stop saying it please <laughs> this this interlude I did love I do love when oh, they do the, the, the clap and the break like the football huddle <laughs> I could see listening to this cruising around the ATL I, I want to do it sounds awesome I would cruise listen to this for sure gangsta shit this is what I want to know that snare is back. I like that. Guys, I kind of want to know about gangster shit. Does anybody know who I can talk to? <laughs> who do you call? I don't know. I about gangster shit. This is the song where they were singing about Quervo being their drink, and I thought about doing some Quervo tonight, but I'm just oh. not a tequila guy. Are you guys, can you do tequila, or is that out of your wheelhouse? I would tell you their gangster shit would be watery after that. No thanks. Ugh. Matt, tequila, can you do it? I would, yeah, I'd rather not, but it's not like that. They're going to, you better look out, man. They're going to put that on the bottle as a quote. I'd rather not, <laughs> man. <laughs> Try it. Aaron, Aaron, how about you? You strike me as more of like a bourbon or a whiskey guy, not a tequila guy. Can you do tequila or not? I Yes, I am. I usually am a bourbon or whiskey guy, but I had some Reposado tonight that I bought uh, last week and wanted to check out. So yes, I'm usually a bourbon or whiskey, but I did have tequila tonight. So it's a timely question. That story reminds me of when I saw a famous commentator tie his tie and he yeah. did a rather not. Toilet <sighs> Tisha. Oh, no. Rather not. I think maybe, yeah, I'd rather not say much about this song, but this does start to sound to me like someone who spent too much time in their room listening to the Maggot Brain solo, which I know from experience. The first time I heard that song, it was terrifying. It's a terrifying song. Yeah. Slum Beautiful. Okay, we're gonna speed up here at the end of this album. I have a theory about Stankonia that 
Oh yes. yes. Mr. DJ was was spending time listening to Dilla and I'm I can talk myself into hearing any influence anywhere, but I hear Jay Dilla. I don't in some of these understand drums. a word you just said. What and are you talking about? I do put not have a perspective for the dumb shits on the podcast. I think you here. said Truckzilla. I'm not sure. I think that so I think of Stanconia as part of this group of albums around this time, uh, 99, 2000. I think it has kinship with uh, Voodoo, of course, because I hear every, Voodoo and everything, but also Mama's Gun by Erica Badu, uh, not just because she's on both albums, but because I think the, um, she has some sort of guitar-driven guitar funky stuff on Mama's Gun, which is a great album. And I know that when she was recording Mama's Gun, it was in at Electric Ladyland with the Soulquarian, so Questlove was around, James Poyser. But I know Dilla, Jay Dilla, who's a producer from Detroit, um, who does the sort of lazy, we talked about the behind the beat drumming on Voodoo. He kind of inspires mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, Mr. I DJ, you about who that. was the third member of the Dungeon family who did a lot of the production on here. I think he was listening to that stuff too. I, I start to hear it. So all I'm trying to say is I think that this um, these guys are hardcore South. They always will be, but you hear them synthesizing other sounds in with what their style is on this one. To Stankonia, Stank Love. I mean, can't you tell, though, like, at some point, they switch who's in charge of these songs. Like, we went from yeah. so funky and so fast and, like, beat-driven in the beginning to, like, dude, well, this, I got these synthesizers and yeah. these mushrooms. Let's see what we could make at the end of this album. They're... Yeah, I think you that's going to be a difficult process for these guys where they don't agree on like what direction to take this. And they've got different perspectives on what they think is good music. Right. Yeah. Or saying that you need to think of something to and then other people give you a look like, oh, don't say that. (laughs) Matt, why'd you do that? (laughs) My fault. My fault. Sorry to bring it up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's hard to know. Are we looking at this with with 2021 eyes and saying, oh, we can definitely definitely hear them coming apart because you can hear it. Right. But if at the time, would I have thought that? I don't know because strangely enough, I didn't get into this album at the time. Well, I can tell you, I'm looking at them with 2020 eyes. My vision's great. <laughs> did you skip like the last five songs? <laughs> no. Did I? <laughs> did you or not? I'm asking. system. Oh, yeah. I mean, you might have skipped a couple. No, I didn't skip any. What are you guys yeah, talking I think about? We skipped about? I think we skipped like four. Give me a song right. we Let's skipped. Just... Where do we skip? Slum, Slum Beautiful. No, I did that one. Yeah. Prenup. I'm not playing prenup. That's an interlude. That's an interlude. Stankonia. Yeah, we played it. Although Stank prenup was a pretty good interlude. <laughs> No, Roger, dumbass Russell, Rob. it might be time to call in the closer. I think that pitcher has done his job. <laughs> He's exhausted. Call in the closer. Let's go. The rest of it will get to finish off of the post game tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a Friday. We can have a post game tonight, right? Uh, can we put enough clips to do a Russell tribute show after this one? <laughs> What's the final ranking system? Is it uh, time for the ranking so system? So like I just said, I had 2020 vision. Ready to do this again now? <laughs> Wait, we're replaying the sirens. <laughs> oh my god, that's the closer's music. Glenn Close. My god, I if this is gonna be the last episode we ever do. Hmm. <laughs> well, Russell's. Gonna I always thought we'd place. last exactly sixty-six episodes or whatever this is. <laughs> it's like sixty-six. That was a magic number. Okay, goodbye. We just get like the nicest email ever from a fan of ours, and then we're like, <laughs> no thanks, goodbye. <laughs> 
This is the third song I've heard in the last few weeks with water plopping. I'm out. <laughs> this is the rating system. Uh, it's an easily understood system because I go through it and step by step, I hold your little baby hands. I'm walking down. We're walking down Bad. the street. I, you're you're on your bike. You're going in the street. I'm drinking a beer. Uh, so this is this this album is at 64. Okay, is this album a rolling well tone? It is perfect at 64. 64. Give me more of these ratings because they're right on. Is this album a not as good as it Rolling Stones think it is, and therefore it would be a rolling groan? <laughs> oh boy, I really confused myself on this one. Or is this album better than the Rolling Stone think it is, and therefore it got rolling boned? It should uh, it should be much better than it is. It got rolling boned. That's what I'm going to start calling my Thank you, Aaron. We don't need that every Aaron, time. Come on. Um, but what do you guys think? Is this a rolling well-toned, a rolling bone, or is it a rolling groan? Matt, what do you think? I think this is rolling boned. I think anything that Outcast does, oh. this is me personally, is just about as uh, dynamic of yeah. a rap album that we hear on on this entire list. And so mm-hmm. I put Aquemini ahead of this one, but Aquamini. it's not I believe it's Aqua. I put I, I put Aquamini ahead of right, this thank one. You. That's what but, makes uh, it's actually the not cool makes is pretty darn close. And so I uh Holy. I would say this one got rolling boned personally. Oh. Uh Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? I'm struggling a bit. Rolling well toned is when these... it's perfect at 64. It's right where it should be. Rolling <laughs> boned is when it should have been higher, but it's actually lower. It's been a while since he pulled And rolling out. groan yeah. is when you guess what? You didn't like it. You you listen to it and you go, uh, didn't like it. So Aaron, what do you think? I'm having a hard time now with all of these albums that wouldn't have existed without Funkadelic before we hear a Funkadelic album. So this is <laughs> Ooh, good point. I'm struggling with that. Uh I also in the winding path. Are you picturing this like a, a back to the future type situation where Funkadelic is gone and you're looking at the album and it's turning to nothingness yes, in your hand. Exactly. Water plopping. Yes. It just turns into water plopping and that's no shade to big boy and, and three stacks. I think they're the greatest rap duo. I'm also having a hard time. Uh, my winding path from big boy to Kate Bush then made me think of Madonna. You can't see who I feel was either a contemporary or influenced by Kate Bush. And I don't understand how we haven't had an album album by Madonna yet. So as much as Madonna out like way before Kate Bush, wasn't she like 15 years before Kate Bush? I don't think so. The the Kate Bush album was from 85. So they got to be contemporaries, right? Aaron did a bunch of research on Kate Bush. I don't know if you listened to him earlier, but he was, he was had like the, he has like the threads up. He's got the, the yarn with the pins going around. It's like Kate Bush. And then it goes up to Prince and then Stevie wonder. And then there's pictures of like huge yeah. shoes. When Aaron does all analysis on Kate Bush albums, he does like an abacus where he's yeah. pushing those little, little beads over on that thing. But yeah, the abacus. I could be you wrong. Said that, what so it was. Correct me if I am wrong. <laughs> All I'm saying is I I'm having a hard time with this one because I think the highs are are incredible. I love the musicianship. I think the drumming on this one is yeah. and the drum programming is fantastic. I love yeah. the mix of live musicians and uh since um and so I want to say rolling well tone, but I I might have to give it a rolling groan because it's too much outcast in the top 100 before we get to some other artists. Uh, that we should hear from. I think that's the first album Aaron's ever given a rolling groan to. I know, and I love this album, so I don't he know, but that's just where I'm feeling tonight. 
I am so proud of myself because I did not interrupt Aaron. Do I get to give a ranking or not? Yeah, Russell, give me a second to tell you, a joke. You skip. I'm not, skip, I'm not done. I'm not doing my bit. I'm I'm not doing my bit. I promise. I'm just telling a joke. Right. Aaron, call off the dogs here. <laughs> I am so proud that I did not interrupt Aaron because... <laughs> fuck, you interrupted him three times. I did not. He's done. You've interrupted me now three times. Okay, listen to me right now. I am so proud I didn't jump in because all I could think of with Abacus is dancing queen. See, the- oh shit. Abacus. <laughs> oh, Russell, what do you think of this it. album? Yes. Guys, it was a long run. I will, I will forfeit my I will forfeit my time by the ranking to give you applause. That was a fucking great Thank joke. You. Rob. Thank I you. Thank you, Russell. It. I appreciate it. Russell, get you're it. the best. Get it, guys? Abacus. <laughs> Matt, do you get it? Like cuss, like shit. I uh, <laughs> I understand. I understand the joke. Russell, you're always talking about that stuff on the podcast. It's gross. Oh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? I love some of the songs on it. Bombs over Baghdad, amazing. Gasoline Dreams. I've never heard that song before. I absolutely loved it. You got the classics, Miss Jackson, so fresh, so clean. But I gotta say, I'm just gonna put it into basic terms. If I can't get through the album without wanting to stop it and turn it off. Then to me, it's too high on the list. There were I, I would get through half the album, and I would I couldn't go any further. So, for to me, I loved a few of the songs, but it's rolling grown, too high on the list. I don't actually understand the rating system very well, so thank you for explaining <laughs> that to me. Um, That's I, it. I am going to say this. Okay, you guys are unfortunately wrong. This is a rolling evolution. Okay, this and I've never used that one before. This album never. is no just the evolution. Yeah, this album is the beginning evolution. of a, a kind of hip hop that we just see everywhere today, right? This is like seeing animals here's take these their teachers. Here's these teachers putting their political perspectives <laughs> into the classroom again. <laughs> evolution. Uh, this is like <laughs> this is like watching the first animal take that, a. Now that's a good joke, Rob. That's that's a good a, such joke. a good joke, Russell. Burning down teachers yeah. is my favorite. Um, <laughs> watching animals take their first step on land to going all the way to humans. Like this album led to Kendrick. It led to Kanye. It led to all the other ones that wanted to go dim- deeper than just uh, doing simple rhymes over a drum beat. Like this is the, this is the house of modern R and B in my mind. But next up guys, we've got a surprise for you. Okay. Is there What's one the musician? Surprise? And I, I hope this doesn't go wrong. This actually took a lot of work on my part. Is there one musician that we didn't get to listen to for long enough? <laughs> Are you ready for star time? Give me more. Yes. This is a man who's yes. known nationally and internationally as yes. the hardest working man in show business. Guys, can you put on pause while Woo-hoo! I go get my cape? He was in Rocky Four. He <laughs> oh, feels God, good. So good my cape tomorrow. He had that song that was mostly cities just on the tour. We Night can train. easily record this tonight. Let's record it right now. Mr. We can Dynamite. Be done with this tonight. Mr. Please, it's please, all the please. Same songs. We've heard them. Mr. Guy who's saying a lot of songs about hot pants, and that makes him one of my favorite artists of all time. Rounds running Mr. back. Mr. Daddy Fat Stacks. Rounds running back. Mr. Big Balls, so his dick looks small. Oh, wait, that's Aaron. Oh. Sorry, I'm talking about the Godfather of Soul. We're talking about James Brown. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Live at James the Apollo. Brown. We are doing James Brown live at the Apollo next week. Oh, yeah, we could easily crank that out right now. We could get a bad bet for 2 a.m. That'd be so good. <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong with that plan. I legit have no joke for tonight. All I've got is the word hello in my closing quote. Hello? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yep, it's a good one. Beck did it better. Matt, it's nice to see you tonight.
Hello? <laughs> Hello? Oh my God. I was going to buy a PC, but now I know that's Adele. <laughs> Hello? Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh it's no. Me. <laughs> oh no. Oh, this is bad. bad. Well, 